From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the VSIN Bet Center final hour of the program. I am Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado. The Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors off and running in San Francisco. Game one of their best of seven. And I tell you, James, it's all three pointers and three point plays. Clay Thompson has now hit three from downtown, and the Denver Nuggets have a fair share of their own. They also just had an and one situation that they were able to convert, and they have a three point advantage. 23 to 20. You've got about four minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, good ball game so far, James. And, you know, we talk about defense stepping up in the playoffs. Here you have another game that's on pace for going over the total. It was just at, just at 230 and a half for your in-game total, which is about seven points higher than where they closed prior to tip. Nuggets getting to the rim. I think that's you've seen them very aggressive offensively, not just Joker. And he's been able to get to his spots on the court in the middle of the paint, but also facilitate uh, the, the, the thing that we're seeing with the Nuggets right now, 10 made field goals, seven came off an assist. And we see the same thing for the even better for the Warriors. Talk about efficiency, Brady. Nine made field goals, nine assists, and now Steph Curry is into the game. He did not start the game, but he did come off the bench, and right away, he's de- he's defensive keying on him. He's given up two assists. He's converted two assists right off the bat coming in just two minutes into the game, two assists already. Very efficient play offensively from both teams. 
And now the Warriors with the basketball trailing by just one point, under three and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter, 23 to 22 in favor of the Denver Nuggets. James, uh, Easter Sunday, of course, you're going to be able to spend uh, Easter on your keister, my friend, watching a lot of NBA, four NBA games for your Sunday on the hardwood. And I want to start with the Atlanta Hawks in Miami to take on the Heat and get your thoughts on this series. Uh, For game one, the Miami Heat are six-and-a-half-point favorites, and your total is at 217. As far as the entire series price, the Heat are minus 400 to get it done over the Hawks. If you think the Hawks can pull off the upset, they are plus 330. This is the number one against the number eight. Your thoughts here, the Heat and the Hawks. Well, I think Atlanta being able to, they're going to come into the game with some momentum and feeling how they played last night and and being able to come back in that second half where they down 10 points, I believe, to the Cavs at halftime. And then it became the Trey Young show. And we saw that last year. Great playoff run out of the Hawks to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Ended up losing, obviously, four to, I think it was 4-2 to two to the Milwaukee Bucks. But not only with Trey Young, but the, the fact that he's – He's a guy where when he gets his rhythm going, we know his range is as soon as he crosses half court, and we saw that in the second half last night, but opens the floor up so much for his teammates. So it's not just Trey Young shooting the ball and everybody else standing around and watching. This is a team that has a number of shooters on the floor to spread the floor to be able to knock down threes. I think the concern for me right now is the Hawks up front. John Collins, what's it going to look like for him? Game time decision coming in. He's been out for quite a while with his finger injury. I think he's been out for uh, mid-March, so he's been out about a month. And then Clint Capella last night went down with a knee injury. Not sure what his status is. He's actually, I'm looking at it now, so pardon me here. He has actually been ruled out for the game tomorrow. It says no structural damage to his knee, but he's going to be out at least a week. So a little That's thin a on deal. that. That's a big it deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. Thinking about the interior for the Hawks on both ends of the floor for Capella. He, being able to hit the glass, rebound. We know Bam and some of the other players, they're going to be the thing with the Heat. Brady is they're very efficient offensively. This is a team that is going to run a lot of action off the ball, and they're going to require you on the defensive side, your opponent, to have to be in great position to communicate. You have to communicate, talking about all the off-ball screens that the Miami Heat run, a lot of action for Robinson and, and for Hero to get open looks, and and you've got to be have five guys fully in tune defensively, and now with with. Clint Capella being gone for a week here, and then the fact that John Collins hasn't played for a while, he's questionable to play tomorrow with his finger injury. I think that that just speaks that that's some concerns for me on the interior for the my or for the Atlanta Hawks due to injury. No, I, I'm 100% with you, and I think there's a coaching mismatch as well. I think Spolstra is one of the very best in the league. What I would be rooting for, I I really can't find a bet here. I don't really want to lay six and a half with the Heat. Um, That that seems a little bit rich for me. I certainly don't want to lay minus 265 on the money line, and I don't want to lay minus 400 to win the series, even though I think they probably will. Uh, That's certainly pretty expensive to go that route. What I'd love to see here, James, is to see the Hawks pull off the upset in game one and win and then go bet the Miami Heat in the adjusted series price. Who knows? You might even get them at a, probably not an underdog, but maybe maybe minus 150, minus 175. I think for the Hawks, just having that momentum of winning last night and playing a couple play-in games, right? They had to win... 
their first game against Charlotte, pretty won that pretty handily, and then coming in here and being able to come back against the Cleveland Cavaliers second half and win that. Coming in with some momentum. We saw that with the Minnesota T-Wolves having that momentum, having played, in a sense, playing at a playoff level like they did with that fourth quarter comeback against the L.A. Clippers to put themselves in that role to be able to go on to Memphis and utilize and take that momentum from playing at that playoff intensity, per se. Well, I think you can say the same for the Hawks, plus the fact that this team is going to come in confident, not only from how they played in these two these two games this week with the play-in series, but also how they performed last year in the playoffs and the great run that they made through the Eastern Conference. And I, I guess that's my biggest concern right now. The, the bigs are it's just really, that's concerning for me to get involved either way for the Hawks. I'm not sure what the status, we, don't, we won't know until game time, listed as a game time decision, for Collins, and then if he does play, I suspect he probably will. They need him now with Capella being down for at least a week. It's a shame for the Hawks, and it's it's unfortunate. We saw that with so many teams last year, all the injuries that they suffered in the midst of the playoffs. It is attrition. It is the grind, and yeah, you got to stay healthy through these things, and right now, Hawks have the momentum, but definitely not the health on their side. All right, let's look up to, or let's look at one of the other matchups on Easter Sunday. The New Orleans Pelicans are in Phoenix to take on the Phoenix Suns, and this is a pretty big mismatch in terms of the point spread. The Phoenix Suns laying 10.5 points, 225.5 is your total. You want to bet the Suns on the money line, it's almost minus 600, minus 575. Take back on the, on the Pelicans is plus 410. And a series price here. This is the largest one of any of the matchups so far in the opening round. The Phoenix Suns minus twenty five hundred to win the series. The Pelicans at eleven to one to win this series. Is there any part of this game that you want either side or total series? What have you, James? I think with the Pelicans, what's interesting now with the acquisition of C.J. McCollum around the All Star break, we know C.J. McCollum being able to get out of the shadow of Dame there in Portland. Great ability to be able to score, create his own shot, create shots for others as well. Can C.J. McCollum, and, and he's played in the playoffs, made some runs with the Portland Trailblazers over the last few years. So he's been there and done that. I think with he and Brandon Ingram, we've seen Brandon Ingram really be able to get out of Los Angeles and flourish, utilize his full skill set. We saw him not settle for threes last night. He really attacked, got in that mid-range game, got to the basket. He's a tough matchup too, not so much because of his strength, but his ability to create his own shot, be able to get, he's got length, and be able to get his shot in that mid-range game up and over defenders. Tough matchup for both of those guys offensively uh, because they have the ability to break guys down. And we know a lot of times, especially in the second half of the NBA playoffs, Brady, it comes down to, well, your sets, maybe there wasn't a set. It's It's kind of a clear out or a ball screen option and we'll let Ingram and or McCullen have to make plays and they're fully capable of doing that. Maybe it's the first half. They come in with some momentum playing through the play-in like they did uh, and coming back and and having to come back in that fourth quarter when it looked like with that third quarter from the Clippers, the veteran presence of that team would be able to to overtake the Pelicans even though they were shorthanded without George. Maybe it's the first half because they've been playing the play-ins and playing at a playoff level while the Suns kind of been cruising since the All-Star break and we know Paul was out for a while with that hand injury but really never were challenged for the number one seed and and just a great season all season long. Best record in the NBA for the Phoenix Suns. Maybe it takes them a quarter or so to wake up. So it's sitting at five and a half. If I get involved, maybe that's where I go, but I'm probably not going to do it. I think the one thing that I remember last year from the Suns and their run when they played at home, 
man, that crowd in Phoenix gets after it. They really, that, that team really fed off the crowd. That crowd really brings great energy to what we saw in the playoffs last year for the Suns on their run to the NBA Finals. I'm sure they're going to bring the same energy tomorrow in that game. Maybe that helps boost and kind of wake up the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, it's a big number. I'm not going to get involved and lay that number here in the first round or the first game for a Phoenix Suns team that may be a little sleepy. So no bet right now. I'm not really sure where to go with this, but maybe lean towards the Pelicans in the first half, sitting at five and a half, and just try to go off that momentum they've done for the last two games. I really kind of like that picture you paint there, but I just don't know if I trust New Orleans. You know, they, they seem like a very volatile team to me this year. I mean, they would just lay an egg and then they'd put up 140 points another <laughs> night. You know, it, it was kind of all over the map. Um, I just don't know how good they are on defense. I think you're totally right that Phoenix really cruised the last part of the season and they could be a little bit lackadaisical here for a quarter or so and and it would make sense that New Orleans plus the points in the first half could be a good bet. But I, I'm on a I'm gonna agree with you and stay away because I, I just don't really trust the Pelicans there. The uh, Denver Nuggets and Golden State Warriors in a good one here coming down to the last few seconds of the first quarter in San Francisco. 27 to 26, the Denver Nuggets out in front of Golden State. Just about 30 seconds left in the first quarter. And Golden State has ticked down just a little bit. They closed as six and a half point favorites. Now in the live market, they are five and a half point favorites. And finally, this total has come back down to earth here. The Nuggets and the Warriors got out quickly, and we saw that in-game total get all the way to 230.5. The game prior to tip closed at 223.5, and now we're a little bit on an underpace where the in-game total is at 221.5. 27-26, Denver leading the Warriors 15 seconds left in the first quarter from San Francisco. We kick off hour number four here on the VEASAN Bet Center. We'll be back on the other side. Stick with us. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Bet Center is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine? Now there's a 10-day challenge to give you a fresh start, helping you walk away from ashtrays, spit cups, and vapes. It's called the Zen 10 Challenge. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free nicotine alternative, and they're available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths. The Zen 10 Challenge is a risk-free way to try Zen Nicotine Pouches. If you don't enjoy your experience with Zen, after 10 days, you'll get your money back. So head over to Zinn.com slash 10 to take the Zinn 10 challenge. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 1-0. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Bet Center and checking the baseball scoreboard here. The San Francisco Giants now doubling up the Cleveland Guardians 4-2 to two in the ninth inning, Cleveland batting their final half inning here, trailing by two runs. And James, you talked about it early in the program when we were previewing this game. And, you know, I, you brought it to my attention. The San Francisco Giants not surrendering very many runs so far this season. I believe this is their eighth game. They're currently five and two, looking to go to six and two. But here, just a two spot that the Cleveland, that the, I almost said Indians, the Cleveland Guardians have put up against the Giants here at home. Yeah, beyond that opening day win, that 10-inning win, 6-5 over the Marlins, the other six games since then, just 12 runs. So not only from the starting pitching, but they're finishing games with the bullpen and picking up where they left off. So it was staying staying competitive, you know, keeping the game close, letting your pitchers, making, make, making pitches, and then eventually somebody in that lineup, you know, they've mixed in some young hitters here too with a little speed. And, you know, Strempsey got on, he... Not hitting the baseball right now, but he had two walks today and Belt. Anytime you've got guys like Crawford and Belt that can kind of lead a team from this perspective of how to conduct yourself as a professional and the approach that you take, that's the one thing I really appreciate about the Giants. And this is a team that will 
they'll play situational baseball. Not so much that they're going to bunt guys over and ultimately sacrifice themselves, but they will work counts. They'll pit. They'll they'll their adjustment at the plate based on the count. They'll have that. They're not trying to bop the ball out of the ballpark, and they will find ways to manufacture runs. The fact that they've only had five hits but were able to scratch out four runs speaks to that. Yep, no, I uh, 100% agree with you. And they'll also hit the long ball, surprisingly. I I couldn't believe how many home runs they hit as a team last year. And, you know, even Buster Posey got into the act in his final season, and they're hitting the ball out of the ballpark again this year. Philadelphia over Miami 10-3 to in the ninth inning there. That one just about finished. The Washington Nationals have moved to the top of the ninth inning, their last chance here, and my last chance to win that bet. They're trailing the Pittsburgh Pirates 3-2. to They are 4-1 to on the money line to come back and get that victory. The Angels still hanging on to a 3-2 advantage over the Texas Rangers. The Rangers are plus 190. This one is in the seventh inning, plus 190 to come back and win that game. St. Louis still just a one nothing lead over the Milwaukee Brewers all the way to the bottom of the seventh inning. Great pitching duel there between St. Louis and the Brewers. The Brewers, very interesting. This is one to look at possibly, James. The Brewers plus 175 batting in the home half of the seventh inning, trailing just one to nothing. Obviously, they get the hammer. They get the last at bat. Not a bad price, maybe trailing by just one run. Well, you know, and the the Brewers' bullpen will always keep you in games. Yeah. And Adrian Hauser, that's been the shame for the Brewers. They're, they're start. We know the the pitching acumen for the starters as well as the the depth of their bullpen and how dominant they can be when they have a late inning lead. In this case here, it's just been a struggle for them to score runs. A slow start, and I think that was that was the issue last year. It's kind of been the issue for the last few years for the Brewers. We know that they've got a tremendous pitching staff and great depth in the bullpen. But can they score enough runs? You can't win every game one to nothing with shutouts from your pitchers here. And, you know, through the first eight games, only scored 24 runs thus far this season. And here's another another add on another seven innings here with scoreless ball for this offense for the Brewers. And in particular, Kristen Yelich really struggling so far out of the gate this season. Struck out 11 times so far this season on just 27 at bats. He had the golden sombrero yesterday, went 0 for 4 with all four strikeouts. Yeah, he just hasn't seemed to be the same uh, for a while now. I, I know it was later in the year when he came back. I believe he made it back for the playoffs, didn't really make much noise there, and kind of a shame because uh, he was a, one heck of a player to watch there for the first part of his, of his career, but it seems like it's been the the back half of last year and obviously the beginning of this year. He just has not been the same. Uh, so far, so good for your Colorado Rockies, James, trying to hang on here for a first five winner for you. Four to one right now. They lead the Chicago Cubs. Chicago batting in the top half of the fourth inning and the Baltimore Orioles. The game is suspended right now with the Yankees and the betting has been taken off the board. That is pretty interesting. I assume it's some sort of rain delay or something, but... Uh, you know, we were talking about possibly betting the Yankees in-game, James. This kind of changes everything now because now those pitchers have to go sit, and a lot of times their arms get cold. They won't be able to come back, uh, come back in the game, depending on how long this delay is. This could be a good thing for the Yankees. Potentially, I think for, for the Yankees, yeah, the just uh, the struggles at the plate continue with runners in scoring position. We talked about that so far this season, minus one or 
only hitting 180 with runners in scoring position. And then to that, they were at least at last check before this rain delay. They were 0 of 6 in this game with runners in scoring position. Baltimore wasn't any better last night. They were 1 out of 15 last night with runners in scoring position. But that bullpen really carried them. Five and two-thirds innings from the Baltimore Orioles bullpen of scoreless ball with nine strikeouts against the Yankees. So you're looking at 17 outs that they had to, they had to get. Nine of them came via the K in that 2-1 to victory yesterday. That's just... This is just the Yankees team that I'm not going to be betting on. I, I don't like their lineup. I haven't liked their lineup the way that's constructed. Don't like their approach at the plate. And, you know, this is why they've been struggling to score runs. And you're, you're thinking maybe potentially they, with the, the weather break, just not sure what the weather break is. It is a it just says, yeah, I see it says rain delay. Uh, but more so, it wasn't so much the starters for the Orioles dominating. It's just, again, the lack of the Yankees being able to hit in the clutch. All right, let's shift over to the NBA. We go back to Sunday's card. Uh, We talked about two of the games. We've got two more, a full slate of four games on the NBA playoff card for Sunday, just like they had today. Uh, The Nets and the Celtics. The Celtics are minus 180 on the money line. The Nets at plus 155. The Celtics are laying four points with a total of 224. And for the entire series, the Celtics are minus 145. I've seen as low as minus 130, minus 145 uh, around town here in Las Vegas. And the Nets on the take back at plus 125. James, you and I touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, I like the Celtics to win this series, and I don't think laying minus 145 is a bad price. No, I don't either. One of the things I was looking at, too, and, and again, my biggest concern is Robert Williams being out most likely for the entirety of this series. But looking at some of these series prices, because when you have KD and Kyrie on the other side, this is not a team that's going to go lightly. These guys, we know either one of them, and in particular Kevin Durant, they he can carry a team to a victory. He can also carry a team to a series win. I was kind of looking at, I'm trying to pull it up now, and i got to log myself back in. I apologize. It, it, inactivity kind of logged me out but there was instead of just looking at the series prices kind of figure out and I, I did some of this last year where I'll, I'll put two bets in and I'll look at the exact series and how it will close whether it be Boston in in five and six games or in seven games believe the plus prices were it's going to take a little while to pull yeah this up, no so I, I, I can tell that, you but. I I can tell you and, and I kind of like where you're headed there because if you and I both like the Celtics basically we you know we're leaning that way to win the series at minus 145 yeah maybe bet them in six at six to one or bet them in seven at plus 320 yeah and here's yeah exactly that's where I'm looking at the Celtics actually the Celtics to win the series in seven games is plus three I'm on MGM Celtics to win the game and win the series in seven is plus 340 nice and the Celtics to win it in six games I wish they would they should just have it all on one side but uh <laughs> Celtics plus 450 so you're getting 450 on the Celtics uh, that would mean they'd have to go win on the road. If you're going to win in six games, you're going right. to have to go to Brooklyn right. and win that game on the road. That's plus 450. Or do we think it's going to be a back-and-forth affair? I mean, I, I can easily see that we're not going to – there's not going to be a sweep. We know that. And are the Celtics going to be able to beat this team in five games with Kyrie and, in particular, Durant? I wouldn't especially think without so. Robin? I don't think so either. Yeah. And, and 
it, it feels like, well, you can, if, if you like the Celtics for the series, you can probably, and I do, I would kind of cancel both those out. Not going to sweep them, not going to win in five. So put two bets out there. You can get the Celtics to win in six games plus 450, like we said, or if it goes to game seven, it's plus 340. Let's say it does go all the way to game seven at plus 340. Well, you lost your one bet, but now you've got, you're you're going to have a profit if they win it and have to win that series. Not an easy task, but that's plus two forty when you're talking about the total collective price when you get in with the with the other bet that you lost. Yeah, and even if you've got a significant bet placed at plus two forty, you might have an opportunity to hedge too. And, right. and the Celtics would be at home and would be favored. You could take the points yep. with the Nets and possibly middle the darn thing. So you could have right. a lot of opportunity there if you bet it by that approach. The Golden State Warriors have taken the lead 36 35 now over the denver nuggets about eight minutes left in the second quarter they remain five and a half point favorites in the live market your total continues to drop down to 219 and a half we'll be back with more in just a moment brady cannon and james salinas with you inside the v-sin bet center this is bet center on v-sin the sports betting network The NFL Draft is right here in Las Vegas. We will have extensive coverage for you, including mock drafts from Matt Humans, Michael Lombardi, a former NFL GM. He'll give his draft analysis. Beeson host Mike Pritchard, he was a first-round pick. Also, former quarterback Sean King. They will give you their insights that you can bet on. Also, legendary sports broadcaster, voice of the Raiders, Brent Musburger, will give his draft best bets in our NFL Draft betting guide. You can sign up today for full access to VSIN through the NFL draft for only $19. It's all available at vsin.com slash spring. Greg Peterson and Hoops Madness coming up at the top of the hour. He will take over for myself and James Salinas, who comes to us via Denver, Colorado. And the San Francisco Giants have finished it off. They take care of the Cleveland Guardians on the road, 4-2, to your final there, San Francisco now out in front in the NL West, 6-2. to two, The Colorado Rockies currently leading the Chicago Cubs. They are also tied with the Giants. Well, they were tied with the Giants at 5-2. and two. They're trying to go to 6-2. and two. They currently lead the Cubs 4-1, to one, the bottom half of the fourth inning there at Coors Field. And the Los Angeles Dodgers getting ready to host the Cincinnati Reds in Southern California. We will preview that game in our final segment of the program as far as the NBA playoffs the Golden State Warriors trailing the Denver Nuggets now really been a seesaw affair right from the get-go James right now 41 to 40 in favor of the Denver Nuggets the Golden State Warriors down to a four and a half point favorite in the live market your total continues to dip it started off on a real high pace it looked like this game was going to go over the total the in-game number got all the way to 230 and a half. Now this is the lowest I've ever seen it. Now down to 213 and a half. Again, Denver leading Golden State 41 to 40 with under five minutes left in the second quarter. And James, like I say, from the start, this has really been back and forth. No team has been either uh, neither team has been able to pull away. Yeah, and looking at the the defensive intensity has picked up in this second quarter, really the second half of that first quarter, I think after that TV timeout, really the, both coaches said it's got to, we got to start on the defensive side, too many easy opportunities to get to the rim leading to open shots as well. And thinking about how Denver, I've been kind of trying to keep an eye on this war, uh, the defensive side for the nuggets and how are they going to approach Steph Curry? 
Curry now played seven minutes, did not start the game, came off the bench, didn't really shoot the ball for the first few minutes on the game. The first six minutes didn't have a shot, I believe. First five or six minutes didn't have a shot, had three assists. Uh, but what Denver's been doing is, and really, and, and I don't know why we don't see more teams, not only with Steph Curry, but some of these other great shooters in the league, quit playing help defense off on him. Stick to him. Put your ear to his chest wherever he's at on the court. Deny him the basketball. And right now, Steph Curry's really had to work to try to get the rock in his hands. Now that he's shooting the ball, he's 0 for 3 from the floor, 0 for, 0 for 4 from the floor, 0 for 3 from 3-point three land. But really credit to the Nuggets and how they're defending him. They are not helping off of Steph Curry, which they shouldn't do. Lock him down. Make him have to work for everything on the offensive side. Number one, have to work to just try to get open. So, Good game game plan so far for the Nuggets defensively against Steph Curry. I believe that was Curry that just missed another three-pointer there. Currently, Denver up now by three points, 43-40. to Three and a half minutes left to go in the second quarter. And your in-game total now all the way down to 209.5. That thing moved four points just while we were sitting here talking, James. Definitely uh, on a slow pace here, just 43-40 to and almost to halftime there in San Francisco. Let's talk about the uh, fourth and final game on Easter Sunday on the NBA playoff card, and that will be the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Chicago Bulls in Milwaukee. And this is the second biggest series price as far as a favorite here. We talked about the Phoenix Suns being minus 2,500 to defeat the New Orleans Pelicans in their best of seven. The Milwaukee Bucks are minus 1,600 to beat the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls on the take back are 9-1. to one. Now, if you just want to bet the money line in game one, the Bucks are minus 550. The Bulls are at plus 400. The spread in the game is Bucks minus 10 with a total of 229. Uh, I know both you and I like this Bucks team. I, I, I tell you, James, I think I could probably only lay the points here. And it's, you know, typically, you know, something that you and I don't do, lay double digits, what have you. But I just think this Bucks team is on a roll, and I kind of see Chicago being on a little bit of a slide. Well, they're definitely on a roll over when they played the Bulls. They've swept the Bulls this season 4-0, and in particular just recently, too. And I think that's where, you know, it's difficult to figure out – I'm not watching it. This is not the NFL, Brady, where I watch every game. And I know when we're talking NFL, you have maybe seven, eight, nine games in that first opening round, you know, in the morning session. It's hard to see everything that goes on. But I'll go back and during the week, watch every game in case there was things that I missed. Definitely not doing that when it comes to the course of the regular season. NBA, 82 games for every one of those teams. Don't know exactly how those games played out, but I do know that the last time that the Buc- the Bucks played the Bulls was back on April fifth, and it was a twenty one point loss. And they jumped. They second half is really where they dominated that game. And and thinking about for the Milwaukee Bucks, that's kind of been the story. That it'd be competitive for a bit, but then the second half, the Bucks and the talent level and and the commitment on the defensive side, I think more so is what wins out. And they're getting healthy, and that's where they had Brooke Lopez. He's been back for the last handful of games. Coming back, having he providing 12 points per game since he's come back. Really, not so much the offensive side that they need him, although he can stretch it and shoot the three, but more so the the rim protection and the paint protection because we know how Milwaukee plays defensively. They're going to funnel everything to the perimeter. They are not going to let you get points in the paint against the Bucks, and in particular, having Lopez in there really solidifies that defense on the on the interior. And that's a matter of can the Bulls take advantage of those perimeter shots that are going to be there, but it's really not a great three-point shooting team so 
It, the question is, is this a Bucks win in four games or in five games? In this case here, I think maybe the Bulls come around because I don't know, Brady. Do you, do do can we see the Bucks maybe be a little complacent considering how well they've played the Bulls this season, having that series sweep four zero during the regular season, and then in particular the game just a couple weeks back, having that twenty one point win on the road in Chicago. Now you're playing at home. Yeah, do they come a little complacent just because they know, yeah, we'll we'll be able to beat this team and we don't need to do it over four quarters. We can come back in the second half if necessary. Just worried about maybe the little bit of the mentality for the Bucks coming in and being completely ready to go at a playoff level in this game, taking the Bulls a little bit lightly. I think that is more possible for the game we were discussing earlier with the Phoenix Suns, who were really on cruise control and really weren't threatened at all. You know, they were the in the driver's seat for the number one seed for so long. Uh, and I think maybe the Pelicans, I would say, are certainly a lower power-rated team than the Chicago Bulls. I think Milwaukee's pretty well-focused, man. I, You know, I, it just... We were talking about a little earlier. What I've seen out of this team for the last month or so, they seem to be back on a championship-type mission. I I agree. I agree. I'm not taking it with the Bulls, I can tell you that. I am not interested in taking the Bulls first half or for the game. Maybe it's just one of those, well, maybe it takes Milwaukee a little bit to get going. The Bulls come in, chip on their shoulder. No one gives us a chance. We've gotten our asses kicked by them We're seeing that with the Nuggets, right? We're seeing that with the Nuggets tonight. Exactly. And maybe that's where you might be able to get instead of 10 and a half. Yeah, maybe Chicago gets off to a, you know, a, a 16 to 10 lead after the first six minutes of the first of the first quarter and maybe that 10 and a half now drops down to I don't know seven and a half something like that and you get a better better price with the Bucks having to lay points and maybe that's the route at least for me I'm not going to play the Bulls in this series I'm not betting the series for one the series price is way out of control I'm not interested in in laying it with what to win in five games minus 190 anything like that or a sweep I think it'll just be game to game if I play this game. If I play this at all, I just think this is probably going to be a one-way street each and every game for the Bucks. But for the game one, uh, maybe be able to wait in game and see potentially if you get a better price on the Bucks in the first and, and within that first quarter. I think that makes a lot of sense because we, we've seen it a couple times today. The Minnesota Timberwolves jump out on the Memphis Grizzlies. They ended up winning that game. Uh, the Denver Nuggets jump out on the Golden State Warriors. By the way, the Warriors up in that one right now, 48-43. to 43. That's the biggest lead of the game for the Golden State Warriors, a five-point advantage with about two and a half minutes left before halftime, and they are back up to a six-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market, your total at 212-and-a-half. Uh, but I think that makes sense, James, uh, you know, of all the different angles and options we've talked about and how to bet this series. Maybe it's just an in-game thing where you see those Chicago Bulls playing the disrespect card and they jump out to, like you said, 16 to seven. Who knows what it is before Milwaukee kind of finds their stride and, and maybe you can get the bucks at minus seven and a half, minus eight and a half, minus six and a half. But uh, I, I just... I, I don't think there's complacency in this team right now, and and I could only probably bet something involving the Bucks to win uh, over the Chicago Bulls. You mentioned the Bull, uh, the Bucks in four, the Bucks in a sweep is plus two forty. The Bucks in five is the favorite at plus one seventy five. The Bucks in six games is four to one. I would not go anywhere other than four or five here, James, in this series. I think we'll be done that quick. 
Yeah, maybe the Bulls get one in Chicago. I kind of tend to think it's going to be a sweep. So if you want to just do a uh, take a chance at it, that's probably with the best scenario. I think the Bucks roll them. Not a bad price, plus two forty for a sweep. You might be able to find better. Shop around, like we always say. Golden State now out to a six-point advantage, fifty-one to forty-five, seven and a half-point favorites in the live market, two eleven and a half. Your live total. We'll be right back to wrap up the program. Stick with us inside the VSIN Bet Center. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 years and older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you wrapping up the VSIN Bet Center. Next up, it'll be the Greg Peterson Experience. He'll take you from 7 p.m. Pacific to 10 p.m. That, of course, would be 10 p.m. Eastern to 1 a.m. The wee hours, the after dark show, the Greg Peterson Experience, indeed, here on VSIN. Baseball has been kind of uh, bittersweet for me today. Took my first goose egg, it looks like. Uh, 0-2 with my baseball bets today. Off to a pretty good start this season. Kind of been going a little bit back and forth, but today certainly set me back a little bit. Looks like the Washington Nationals are going to fall to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Right now, 6-2, the Buccos leading in the top of the ninth inning. The Nationals down to their final final half inning here to try and get back in this game, trailing by four points. The Giants double up the Guardians 4-2. Philadelphia takes care of the Marlins 10-3. The Angels extend their lead over the Texas Rangers, now 4-2 to two in the top of the eighth inning down there in Arlington. The St. Louis Cardinals and Milwaukee Brewers still in a very good ball game, 2-1 to one now, still a one-run ball game. St. Louis out in front, 2-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth inning from Miller Park. And the Yankees and the Orioles have resumed action still in the top of the fifth inning. And the Baltimore Orioles still out in front, 2 to nothing. And James... I would say your first five on the uh, Colorado Rockies looks awful good right now. I need two more outs. They're, yeah, they're <laughs> leading seven to one. C.J. Crone hit an absolute blast off one of the hot dog stands in that left field mezzanine. <laughs> I know how far that is when I've gone out there. That was a shot. I think it was like 470 feet. Wow. I'm surprised it wasn't listed as longer. It was just an absolute rocket. and and it was kind of surprising when we were breaking that game down, and sometimes it helps, right? I'll look at it, and then we get into it, and I have some things that I'll kind of highlight as, yeah, kind of leaning this way or that way. And the fact that the money was coming in on Chicago with a young kid who's who's been hadn't had a start since 2017, five years later now with all the injuries, you're going to start in Coors Field. Really, it was just a matter of time. And I think for this Rockies team, it's, we, we saw that. Now, they actually played pretty well on the road last week. Granted, it was against Texas, but... Um, this is a team that the Rockies do this every year, Brady, it seems like. Most every year they get off to really good starts. They have a really successful April and maybe somewhere around mid-May they're doing pretty well. And then they'll go on this East Coast road trip for 9, 10, 12 games and then come back with the tail between their legs going 2-10 and 10 on that road trip. And there goes all their hopes and dreams for uh, competing in the NL West. But so far, so good for the Rockies. So just two more outs to go here. And that will actually put me at 2-0 and on the baseball season because this is only the second bet that I've made all year. Oh, good for you. And and, and it, you're right. I, I think it was even last year that the Rockies got off to a hot start, if I recall. And then and everybody was surprised because they were picked to be dead last in the division. Again, if I can remember correctly. But uh, no, you're right. And maybe it's April, maybe it's, uh, you know, the time of the year, April in Denver. I don't know, a little bit colder on some of the teams that are visiting. I was trying to find the uh, second half line here for the Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. Doesn't look like it's up just yet. 
Uh, they just did go to the break, 58-47. to 47. Quite a run there for the Golden yeah. State Warriors in about the last four or five minutes of the second quarter. 58-47, to 47, an 11-point advantage. And you and I were just commenting the last time we looked at this game, James, how it was really nip and tuck and back and forth and very tight. Well, the Warriors now with an 11-point advantage at the half. They are 10.5-point favorites in the live market. Your total at 213.5. You know, this one's hard, James, but if the first, if the majority of this first half was any indication, 10 and a half points is too many. Just feeling like right now with the, as well as the Warriors shot the ball and it's the efficiency on offense. We had talked about that earlier. They had 11 made baskets, 11 came off an assist. So uh, very efficient right now through halftime, 23 made field goals coming off of 18 assists. Really, it's Steph Curry. He's the one that he's the scrub on the floor right now for the Warriors Brady, he's only two of eight from downtown. Everybody else, this team is shooting the basketball collectively. They're shooting 55, 55% from the floor, and that's despite Steph Curry really still trying to get his rhythm and, and get his timing going here, going just two for eight from the floor. Well, now that he's had, he played 12 minutes in coming off the bench in that first half, played 12 minutes. We'll see what the restrictions are. We talked to Ray Rattle about that earlier. He Curry was averaging roughly about 35 minutes per game, only 12 minutes thus far. Yeah, the better defensive where they're really trying to deny the ball for Steph Curry, having to work more to try to get the basketball for one to get his shots. But yeah, does he is the rust gone that quickly for a player like Steph Curry? He's just one of those guys that doesn't take him long to get acclimated to the speed of the game and find his shooting stroke back. I think we'll see a better performance in the second half from a, from his shooting acumen for the Curry. Not going to go two of eight, shooting just 25% uh, from the floor in this first half. I think you're exactly right, and I did find the numbers here uh, for the second half. The uh, total is at one, uh, excuse me, the total is at 108 and a half. Uh, for your second half total, and the Nuggets are favored by a half point. I can certainly understand the Nuggets favored by a half point, um, but I would probably look to go over the total. Again, just ch- uh, trusting that uh, initial line for the game, which was 223.5. Now you're te- now they're telling us the game's going to fall 213.5. That's a 10-point margin there versus the original line versus the second half adjusted line, But and, and one of your points, that Steph Curry... I I believe he's going to start hitting some shots, too. And that was a pretty darn low-scoring first half, especially there for a minute when both teams were at, like, 40. Now, the Warriors had a little bit of an explosion there at the end of the first half. Maybe that's a sign of things to come for the second half. James, we've got one final tilt on the Diamonds, and that will take place in Chavez Ravine. The Los Angeles Dodgers will play host to the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati off to just a 2-6 and six start on the season. The Dodgers, as we have noted uh, in our coverage of the games in the National League West, they are tied with the Colorado Rockies at 5-2. and two. San Francisco now a half game ahead of everybody as they knock off the Guardians earlier today. And Colorado looking in the driver's seat right now to get to 6-2 and two as they are up on the Cubs 7-1. to one. This was a good story. We were talking off-air. 22-year-old Los Angeles native Hunter Green will make his second career start uh, for the Reds tonight against a team that he grew up rooting for in the Los Angeles area. He won his debut uh, last Sunday against the Atlanta Braves, and many of his pitches he threw, I think it was 92 pitches, a number of his pitches hit 100 miles an hour 
on the gun. The Dodgers will counter with Julio Urias, the only 20-game winner in the major leagues last season, but he is off to an 0-1 start this year. The Dodgers are big favorites, but the Reds and the under have seen the money. The Dodgers opened up as minus 255 favorites on the money line with a total of 9.5. They are down to minus 210, and the total down a full point to 8.5. Yeah, looking at the runs here and thinking about Hunter Green, you mentioned the number two pick overall back in 2017. He is, I believe, the youngest pitcher right now to start in the bigs at 22 years old. And and you mentioned the amount of fastballs and the topping 100 miles an hour triple digits. He had 20 pitches last week that went over 100 miles an hour. I'm so glad I didn't got face one of them. That is a live arm, right? <laughs> exactly right. He's got a live arm. Uh, so maybe it's, I, I think, for for Urias, did not pitch well last week in Denver. Although, you know, they, it, I think he gave up four run, or four runs, but only one was earned. There were some uh, errors behind him. Not, the, the gloves let him down for the Dodgers in that backside. Didn't pitch very much. So would assume he's he going to look for a bounce back spot for Urias in this matchup. And the Reds not hitting the baseball already. We know this, the, the, complete turnover outside of Votto for the most part in that lineup. Maybe I'll get involved. I don't know if I will. I'm interested to see Hunter Green and going back as a hometown kiddo, getting back into Dodger Stadium and firing that firing that gas up there at that Dodgers lineup. Maybe first five. First five, the total is sitting at four and a half. I think I'd be more inclined to play the first five under four and a half than I would in the whole game at eight and a half. What do you think maybe about the Reds on the run line getting a run and a half at minus 105? It, and I don't know. I have not looked here at BetMGM or Circa. Have you ever seen a first five runs line, James? James, I have. I'm looking for that now, and I, I've usually not. I'm not seeing. I don't I, see that. I don't where recall I'm seeing here. that either. Uh, no. But sometimes I do like to bet the dog getting a run and a half. And and oh, the, they do actually, Brady. You do you do have some alternate lines here, but it, this is getting a run and a half. It's laying 145 in the first half in favor of the Reds. Uh, two, two, too juicy of a price gotcha. here. Maybe the under at four and a half for the first for the first five. All right, my man. Well, you have a great holiday Sunday, and I will talk to you next weekend. That's going to do it for us. Next up, it's Greg Peterson with the Greg Peterson Experience right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you if you if you With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To to start listening.